I'm going to be doing my very first webinar. I hate the word webinar. It's terrible. I literally Googled synonyms of webinars and still couldn't find anything I liked. So I'm going to call it a mom talk because I have something I want to talk about and that's burnout. After talking with you guys, so many of you via email, in my DMs, in Mothers Together, in Mothers Evolve, in, in all the places, over the last two years, I have talked to hundreds and hundreds of moms raising neurodivergent kids. And really when it comes down to it, there's a pattern that is very clear to me, which is burnout. We are burned out. We are emotionally burned out, you know, emotionally drained to the core, physically burned out often, just mentally burned out. We're just done. We're done. But yet we put one foot in front of the other every day and we show up for our children the best way we can, the only way we know how to, and we hope that we're doing a good job, which of course, by the way, you are doing an amazing job if no one's told you that today. But the fact is burnout is not good. And I know it. I felt it many times. It leads to anxiety. It leads to depression. And we cannot show up for our children at all. And so after talking with moms for almost two years now, I've started to see these patterns of what burnout looks like, of, of why it exists, of how it exists. And to be honest with you, I don't feel burnt out anymore. I used to for years, but I don't. And so I took the time to sort of hash out why I don't feel burned out anymore. I realized that there are some things that I have been doing in my life on a regular basis that have changed my level of burnout to where I feel, dare I say, fully functional 99% of the time. And so I want to bring you these tips, these strategies that are small. They're small little things that you can do tomorrow today, right now, to avoid getting to that full burnout mode. So I am giving my very first mom talk on Zoom, totally free, in December. It's actually going to be Friday, December 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. It will be recorded. So if you sign up to join me but you can't make it, you can absolutely get the recording. Although I'd love to see you there live. I'm going to be doing some giveaways. Um, I'm super excited. I've never done this before, but it feels right. I have a message about burnout for moms of neurodivergent kids, and I need to get it into your ears. So I would love for you to join me for this webinar in December for free so we can hang out and we can talk and I can share with you the number one way to avoid burnout and you can start it immediately. To sign up for this webinar, I mean mom talk, go to ontheharddays.com forward slash mom talk. That's ontheharddays.com forward slash mom talk. I cannot wait to see you there. I'm super excited. Thanks for, again, all of your endless support throughout the last two years. I am so, so appreciative. All right, now on to the episode. Welcome, my friends, to my brand new Thursday episodes called Thursday Thoughts. And it's really no different than what it was before. It's just me sharing something that's on my mind about raising neurodivergent kids. And sometimes it'll be related to a recent issue we may have had in my home. Um, sometimes um, 
It'll be answering a question that you have sent me. Um, and right now I'm going to chip away at the series that I'm doing on Instagram and TikTok uh, called What Moms of Neurodivergent Kids Wish They Could Say Out Loud. Um, and I'm going to really dive a little deeper into each one of those reels. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you the clip of the reel and then I'm going to talk a little bit about it afterwards. And I very much welcome your thoughts. You can um, DM me on Instagram at on the hard days with dots in between each word. You can email me at on the hard days at gmail.com. Um, whatever's most comfortable for you. If you have thoughts about what I am saying in these reels about what we as moms wish we could say out loud and tell other people about our journey and raising our kids, um, then I would love to hear from you. So this first one for our very first Thursday Thoughts, official Thursday Thoughts episode, is part one of this series, It's Emotionally Draining. What moms of neurodivergent kids wish they could say out loud, part one. It's emotionally draining. Being the parent of a neurodivergent kid is unbelievably emotionally draining. You are going through a roller coaster of emotions with your kid on a daily, if not hourly, basis. Because one minute they are angry and so full of rage, and the next minute they are snuggling up and they just need comfort, which you're happy to provide, and we want our kids to be happy. But then, boom, right back into a full blown meltdown. And I'm not talking toddlers and preschoolers. These could be much older, bigger kids. We get caught up as moms. We want our children to be happy. It's hard not to internalize their emotions, especially when they're so deep rooted. It's not like they're just throwing a little tantrum. And so we get sad with them. We're happy with them. But sometimes, oftentimes, they are up and they are down and it's constant. It is so emotionally draining. And that's one of the things that we just can't explain until now to you guys if you're not raising a neurodivergent kid. So I'd love to know, do you find being a parent of a neurodivergent child emotionally draining? So that was part one of the series, What Moms of Neurodivergent Kids Wish They Could Say Out Loud. And when I re-listen to that and I think about the concept of being emotionally drained, it is so prevalent in my everyday life, and I think it is for yours too, that we almost don't even recognize it anymore. Like, for example, in my home, all of my children, to be honest, it's all three of them, you know, they're getting upset about something and really upset, really worked up. And so um, I'm gearing up for battle and, all right, we're going to figure this out. Like, let's Let's see how we can help you regulate and get to the bottom of things. And then like they'll completely snap out of it in a second and ask a question like, oh, what's for lunch or, you know, whatever. And then they're right back into it. And it's just it's the up and down of their emotions and the behaviors that come with them. And I can't keep up. So and maybe it's also because I'm a highly sensitive person, too. I don't. I don't know. And I, I don't think quickly on my feet. I'm a, a person who takes time to process and, and I always have better, more constructive things to say after um, uh, some time goes by. But maybe it's because I'm highly sensitive. I can't, I can't keep up with them, but I also, like it drains me to my core to even try. 
And it's like, wait a minute, weren't we just both co-regulating a second ago? Weren't we both upset? Okay, now now we're happy. We're excited. Oh, we're hyperactive. Okay, now we're back to really angry. We're filled with rage. Like, I am so emotionally drained just trying to swim in the same ocean with them. You know, I want to co-regulate. I want to help them through what they are struggling with. And this continues even as they get older. But sometimes I... Like they've, they've, they're climbing onto the beach and they're going to soak up uh, some sun on a towel. And I'm still like treading water deep in the ocean. I, I didn't realize they got out. It's just so quick. It's in and out. So I feel emotionally drained all the time, <laughs> all the time. And I have to admit that the worst times of day, the number one worst time of day for these emotions to be all over the place is uh, the, the evening hour. Uh, especially from dinner to bed, like the absolute worst hours of the day. I think we could all agree. Um, And that's when the emotions are all over the place. And it's like processing what they went through for that day combined with um, any activities or homework or showers or whatever has to be done. And then thinking uh, about what's coming the next day. It's just like, it's just too much. So they're up and they're down, but then they're laughing, but then they're crying. And I just like, I can't. I can't keep up. And so I think that's what has stuck with me about raising neurodivergent kids and how it's emotionally draining is that, you know, it's the roller coaster of emotions. But even more than that, it's the fact that I internalize things. I I think this is part of being highly sensitive, but I take their emotions and they become my emotions. And I can't I can't not do that. When they are sad, I am sad. When they don't feel good, I don't feel good. My husband's always like, <laughs> he can be, he can watch one of our children be, have a complete meltdown or even be sick. And he's like eating a sandwich. I'm like, I can't, I can't talk. I can't function. I can't focus. I am in this right now because my kids are in this and we're co-regulating or co-drowning. Anyway, it's emotionally draining. And that is one of the things that I wish that I could tell other people. But you know what? I'm telling you guys, and that feels pretty good too. So like I said before on Thursday Thoughts, if you have any sort of um, feedback whatsoever, if you have um, ideas you want to share or you just want to comment on uh, the podcast, you can do a couple of things. You can always reach out via email or DM. Um, But as always, when it comes to the podcast itself, um, please, if it speaks to you, to send this episode to someone who needs to hear it or and or um, rate or review the podcast on Apple. Um, right now, the podcast is doing so well in climbing those charts in the parenting categories around the world. I'm trying to reach a big goal of 100,000 downloads by January 21st, 2023. Um, and so when you rate and review the show, it does push it out in the algorithm to more people. So thank you again so much. And I'm looking forward to next week's Thursday Thoughts.